Good morning. We are excited today. Before we start, uh, we wanted to go ahead and recognize one of our youth. She is a student at Iolani. Uh, we uh, are excited for what God has planned for her, but we are also a little nervous. <laughs> and why don't we welcome Kimmy Maishiro up here? Kimmy! Woohoo! Are Kimmy's parents here? Any? They're teaching. They're teaching? Okay. This is their second service. This is for you. Thanks. All right, so Kimmy, uh, what grade are you in? I'm going to be a junior. Wow, and uh, how old are you? 16. And uh, what school do you go to? Iolani. All right. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Not as good as Kaiser, but it's, it's pretty good. But, uh, you know, we, um, we are excited because God has this really cool... A new adventure for you. Can you tell the church where you are headed off to? Um, next year, I'll be studying abroad in Italy. For how long? For the whole school year. What? Okay, so that's a big deal, right? For a whole school year. Um, I know that your parents and uh, you have prayed about this, and uh, you feel like God is leading you to do this. What are you going to be doing there? What kinds of things? Are you going to live with a family? Are you going to go to a school? Or are you just going to... Just uh, eat Italian food? What are you going to do? Oh, okay. So I applied for this program called SYA School Year Abroad, and they have four schools across the world in France, China, Italy, and Spain. And they try to focus on experiential learning. So it, essentially, it's an American boarding school in Italy where you learn a lot about the Italian culture, about being... I'm a global citizen. You get to stay with a host family for a year. Um, and there's just a lot of fun stuff. Mm -hmm. So in a way, this is really a mission trip for a whole year. You get to take uh, Jesus to maybe uh, students, the families that you meet there, everyone who you meet. So we just as a church want to let you know that we'll be praying for you for this year. And just keep in contact with us. Email. Let us know, and uh, we are expecting God's going to use you in many incredible ways. Okay, let's pray, church. Can you reach out your hand and pray for Kimmy? Lord, we just say thank you so much that your plans for Kimmy are good. And Lord, uh, we pray against uh, any fear, any anxiety, any stress. And Lord, we ask that you would go ahead and let your spirit fill her, that she would go out with courage with the joy of Jesus, and she would know, Lord, that you are leading the way. We pray for divine interventions and meetings and relationships, friendships there. And we just say thank you, Jesus, that you're going to be working through her and in her, and Lord, you're going to hold her hand every step of the way. We send her out with our blessing. We send her out in the name of Jesus. And the church said, Amen. All thank right, Kimmy. So proud of you. Good job. All right, so yeah, you know, Kimmy's gone to Alaska the last couple of years, and it was so much fun getting to know Kimmy. I went the um, year before, and, and we were driving you know, like five hours <laughs> together in the truck with her and Rachel and my daughter Miley. And oh, that was uh, <laughs> thank you for your prayers. Thank you. I know every word to every Disney song, every pop song. It's like, how many more hours? Oh, just four hours, 59 minutes. It's like, oh, 
Lord, but no, it was so much fun. We, we had a blast. So um, anyway, today we're going to be talking about forgiveness. You know, as a dad, and I think all dads are like this, or maybe I should put it, you know, all men, we, we, we mess up a lot. Come on, let's just be honest, guys. We have a lot of opportunities to ask for forgiveness, experience being forgiven. And so, you know, uh, I was actually at Aulani, it was a couple of weeks ago, I had a Sunday off, and we had this awesome time, and we spent one night there with some of our friends, and uh, they all played basketball together on the same team, and we all went to Aulani, and uh, we were hanging out in the pool, and there's this thing there called Auntie's Beach House, okay? Auntie's Beach House is like a place where they have video games, they have a tree house in the back, they have all kind of crazy fun stuff for the kids. And uh, we, is my son Cruz, he's nine, and he and his buddies loved Auntie's Beach House. They just like signed them up for an hour and a half, and it's really fun. So we went there, we signed the kids in, and we going to pick them up at four o'clock. And so we're in the pool, and I look at the other parents, so, you know, is it like, we're going to go over there at 4 o'clock? Yeah, we'll just go over there at 4 o'clock. And then I get word, well, you know what? They're going to go on this scavenger hunt together, so we don't need to pick them up. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, it's like 4 o'clock, a little past 4. They're on the scavenger hunt. Yeah, they're on the scavenger hunt. What time we pick them up? I don't know. Okay, we'll just pick them up, you know, when they're done. And so uh, it's about 4.45. And I look at one of the moms and I say, you know, Scavenger hunt should be done pretty soon, you know. I've got to pick up Cruz. And she looks at me and she says, What do you mean? Like, Cruz didn't go on the scavenger hunt. I said, What? Yeah, he did. He went, well, they all were Auntie's Beach House and then they go on the scavenger hunt. She goes, No, you got to sign him out and then you got to take him to the scavenger hunt. And I was like, What? Didn't. I, nobody told me. And then she says, Oh, yeah, I signed out so and so, the two other kids, but I didn't do that with Cruz. And I, I don't want to like lose my mind and like yell, but I was thinking, what? And I jump out of the pool, literally, and I run over to Auntie's beach house. And I'm like, uh, my son is here, I think. Uh, he's been here alone. So, uh, I'm sorry, I can't tell you if he's here or not. You don't have your ID. What? <laughs> run back to the stuff. I grab my ID. I'm like, she, you know, she saw me check him in. So I was like, so mad, right? I'm coming back. I miss dad. Yes, is he here? Yes, he's here. Are there any other kids here? No. <laughs> 45 minutes. He's been there in Auntie's Beach House all alone. I grab Cruz. Guess what his face looks like? Tears like welled up in his eyes. And I pull him out. I just feel like the worst dad ever. And I'm like, Cruz, I'm so sorry. He's like, can I go on the scavenger hunt? And I got to tell him, that's like almost over. You can't go. Right there as we're leaving. <laughs> Starts bawling. He's crying. I knew it was like, for a nine-year-old, that scavenger hunt is like the coolest thing. And so I am got his hand. He doesn't even want to hold my hand. <laughs> I don't blame him. And he's like, like don't even know where to go. We go like back to the thing, to the place. And it's like, you can't stay here. This is like a wreck. I don't even want to see anybody. He doesn't want to see anybody. 
we like walk up to the top or sitting in this chair. He's sitting in one chair crying and I'm sitting there like, I want to cry. <laughs> and it was like the Aulani experience from hell. <laughs> oh, I just felt like the worst dad. And I'm just apologizing him to him. Cruz, I am so sorry. Your dad messed up. Please forgive me. Do you forgive me? Like, he's not ready to forgive me, you know? Okay, you know, like, do you want me to buy you ice cream? He doesn't want ice cream. He didn't want nothing, you know? He's just like, he is in deep sorrow. And I'm looking up to God like, why, God? Why does this stuff have to happen? Like, I want to do my best to be a good dad. And here I am, like, the worst thing. Oh, I leave my son all alone in Auntie's beach house. You know, make him miss his scavenger hunt. Like, oh, what a terrible day. So I'm just, like, feeling so sad. And finally, you know, just hour goes by, and we're just, Cruz, you know, will you forgive me? Yes, I forgive you. You know, I'm like, oh. Just want that relationship, the trust to be built up again. And it wasn't easy for Cruz to forgive me. We we're make it worse. We go back. The kids are all bouncing in. I'm like, oh, scavenger hunt. Like ice cream cones. <laughs> Looking at them like, stop rubbing in my face. And I tell the kid, hey, the scavenger hunt was junk, yeah? He's like, no. And the dad goes, wax him. His dad. Like, yeah, it was junk. <laughs> Oh, man, it was terrible. I'm not even still over it fully. I feel bad. Whew. So it isn't easy for, to forgive someone. And, you know, we've all had experiences in our lives where, you know, we have been hurt. I don't think a hand, if I ask somebody here, if, is there anybody, you know, who hasn't need to forgive someone or isn't in need of forgiving someone even today? Receiving forgiveness, asking for forgiveness, you know, I think every single hand would go up. All of us have experienced how bad it feels, that wounding it feels. That's just life. That's what happens in our lives. In this sinful, messed up world, things happen. People hurt each other, you know, either on purpose or an accident. We hurt others, you know. God, He calls us to do this thing called forgiveness. You know, maybe some of you have been looking at what's going on in the news recently, in our world recently, and you're kind of shaken up. Maybe you're somebody who's thinking, what is going on? And your heart is all messed up. You got a lot of things going on. And let's call it unforgiveness. Maybe you're holding a grudge. Maybe there's some things that you ha quite haven't reconciled. And, you know, you're looking... Today, I pray that there would be a breakthrough, just like that spiritual breakthrough I believe happened last night on the football field even. There would be a spiritual breakthrough and God would get rid of all of that junk. Anything you're holding against anyone, anything you've experienced, you would get rid of it and you would leave here with a clean heart. You know, Jesus said, God blesses those who work for peace. Peacemakers. For they will be called the children of God. Paul said... I'll put it as urgently as I can. You must get along with each other. That's from 1 Corinthians 1, the message translation. You must get along with each other. God wants us to be peacemakers, people who are working towards reconciliation. Are you somebody who is a peacemaker? Are you somebody who is actively working 
to reconcile those relationships in your life that have gone bad, to the way that maybe your heart is holding something against someone. You know, forgiveness isn't easy, but as a Christian, God is calling you to forgive. God is saying it is not an option if you want to forgive someone or not. You know, forgiveness is so powerful. The world takes notice of forgiveness. John Stott, he wrote in the book, Contemporary Christian, he said, not long before she died in 1988, in a moment of surprising candor in television, Marganita Lansky, one of the best-known secular humanists and novelists, said, what I envy most about you Christians is your forgiveness. I have nobody to forgive me. That was shortly before she passed away. You know, to be forgiven feels so good, doesn't it? I don't know, just hearing Cruz say that, see that trust relationship be reconciled again, feels so good. You know, God gives us this gift of forgiveness. To have your sins wiped clean is an amazing thing. But may, many times we forget and we underestimate the value in forgiveness the power in forgiveness. And I'm praying that the Holy Spirit would go ahead and speak to us. He would hash up some of the things that are in our hearts and we would be able to fully forgive somebody of the trespasses against us. That we would say, you know what, God, I can leave here with a clean heart and a clear conscience and choose to forgive. You know, life happens, like I said, life happens. We're going to wrong each other. There's always going to be relational problems. But when trouble comes, and it will, Jesus said that it would, when trouble comes, how are we to restore broken relationships? How are we to forgive? You can go ahead and open up your Bibles. And I would just encourage you, like I said before, just continue to bring your Bible. Um, the, the electronic one is nice, but I, and as a pastor, we love when people um, bring their regular Bibles, the ones with the, you know, the letters of the pages and you can flip through it and then, you know, it's just, it's just, you can make notes in it. So try to bring your Bibles every week, okay? Um, I thought maybe we should have a, like a, a, a row of Bibles people can pick up. Maybe they don't have one. They can just pick one up on the way in. That might be a cool option. Anyway, Colossians 3.13, if you can go ahead and uh, open up to, to that, Colossians 3.13, says, bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And we're going to just go ahead and break down this verse a little bit into three parts. So how can we be someone who forgives? Look at the first portion of the scripture passage. It says, bear with each other. The New Living Translation puts it like this. Make allowance for each other's faults. Make allowance for each other's faults. Number one, and write in your notes, how can we be someone who forgives? Make room for others to make mistakes. Make room for others to make mistakes. Are we making room for others to make mistakes in our lives? You know, do we make allowances for other people's faults? Do we bear with people when they mess up or hurt or offend us? Or are we quick to jump on them? quick to condemn them, and we just don't have any space in our lives for people to mess up. We have zero margin. You know, as a parent, 
uh, I mess up all the time, right? Right? I just told you the ultimate story of mess up. But, you know, like, our kids are going to mess up too. You know, when we're having dinner at the dinner table, that is an adventure, right? You have kids uh, talking. Hey, can you not show me all the food in your mouth, man? You know, can you knock over the milk? Whoa, what? Like, I've been there in the past where I like, what are you doing? You know, like, just jump all over them. Demean them. Like, don't you watch where you're putting your hand? You got to be more careful. What are you spilling the milk? Can you, you know, oh. Been there before, done all that. And it's because I have no margin for kids to make mistakes. Kids make mistakes. Kids spill things. Kids mess up. We all mess up. And, you know, I just, living my life, not being able to bear with one another's faults. Not being able to bear that other people can mess up. You know, other people can mess up, but I don't allow that room for forgiveness. You know, every single one of us needs to build in a little bit of margin into our lives for people to make mistakes that we will already go into a situation saying, I'm expecting that not everything is going to be perfect. I'm expecting things aren't going to go exactly to my plan. Do you build in that margin in your life? You know, instead of when they spill something, somebody messes up, you say, you know what? Dude, everybody messes up. Let's clean this up together. Get down on their level. Go right eye to eye. Go down, help them out. Good attitude. Come on. I'm already expecting it's going to happen. You know, I'm already building in four mess-ups, four spills in this meal. Hey, that's just one. I got three more to go. Hey, I might knock one over because usually that's what happens. When I get on somebody for knocking it over, dad knocks it over. Oh, the Lord is saying, see? So what about when you're in traffic, somebody cuts you off? Boom, you explode. Some people got major case of road rage. Some of you might have it. Can you raise your hand? No, just kidding. But you know what? Some of you guys, we don't have that margin built in. Expect it. Somebody's going to cut me off today. I know it. I'm going to bless them. No, no, it's okay. I allow, I'm making allowance for that. You know, I already know. When your spouse, someone you love, says something hurtful to you, and they will, okay? Are we going to explode and try to get them back? Because it'll make us feel better. That's not going to make it better is it? it's going to make it worse so we say you know what i'm going to have some buffer zone i'm going to be able to keep the relationship first i'm going to make sure that i'm not going to explode just to make myself feel better okay well that's the first part of being somebody who forgives to make room for others to mess up the next part colossians 3 13 bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. So, God doesn't want us to just make room for other people's mistakes. He calls us to take that next step to do what? To forgive others who have wronged us. Number two, you can write in notes, choose to forgive. Choose to forgive others who have offended you. Forgive one another, it says. Forgive one another. That's hard stuff. You know, there's a few reasons people um, say, you know what, I just have a hard time forgiving others. Number one, 
we all have said this before, they don't deserve it, right? And a lot of times, people don't deserve it. They don't deserve to be forgiven, so I'm not going to do it. Number two, I don't feel like it. <laughs> Nobody feels like that, okay? Number three, it won't do any good anyway. What's the point? Number four, I don't know where to begin. Where do I begin? And then five, you can have any of these other things you want to say. Forgiveness is tough stuff. Forgiveness isn't easy. But it's not about how hard it is, right? It's not about how or if we feel like forgiving others. Forgiveness is simply a decision to be made. I'll repeat that. Forgiveness is simply a decision to be made. You either do it or you don't. You do it or you don't. Forgiveness is a choice. So you can choose to forgive, or what's the alternative? You're not going to forgive, and you're going to have something in your heart. You're going to hold a grudge against someone, right? So when God forgives us, this is so cool, right? When God forgives us, he doesn't hold our sins against us, right? So why do we feel like we can hold the sins of others against them? You know, if we are followers of Jesus, and maybe... You might be saying, oh, that's kind of an unfair standard, right? Like, No, as a follower of Jesus, you're committing your life to say, Jesus, I want to follow you and what you do. I want to be who you are. Help me to not live in my feelings, not live in the past. But Lord, I want to just be just like you. Help me to follow you. Jesus teaching us, his followers, to say, we don't have that right to hold a grudge against someone you don't have the right as a christian to hold a grudge against someone so whether you feel forgiveness in your heart you are under this obligation command to love and forgive others and you know it's so cool because as we walk in obedience as we say lord it's not about my feelings I'm simply going to choose to obey and forgive them no matter what. God will go ahead and honor that and He's going to supply the feelings of love. He's going to supply the power to do it. But obedience is the first step. Are you somebody here who's obeying? Or are you somebody here saying, ah, it's not worth it. I don't feel like it. It's not going to do any good. God will give you the strength and the power to do it. You know, the best way to get rid of a grudge that you have against someone is to confess it to the Lord. Simply say, Lord, I confess it to you. I'm going to seek your help. I'm not going to do it in my own strength. And pray for that person. Pray for that person. It might go like this, this prayer. Lord, bless so-and-so. In Cruz's case, it was my dad. <laughs> okay, Lord, bless so-and-so. And maybe you might be thinking somebody, something in your life that you need to forgive. And you would put their name there. Lord, bless so-and-so. Cause their way to be pleasing to you in all that they do. Lead them closer to you. Cleanse them of all sin and give them the grace and strength to repent of any wickedness in their heart. Cause them to thirst for more intimacy with you and let them be fulfilled in your presence. 
Let them honor you and put you first in all their ways. You're praying for them. You're loving them. You care about them out of obedience. Send your Holy Spirit to minister to them, to strengthen them, to lead them. Let them fulfill the call of God on their life. Bless their family, Lord. Bless their job. Bless their ministry. Cause them to be fruitful and to be established in your love. Minister to them in the area of their deepest needs. Help them to be truly, help me to be truly concerned for them. Let me have your heart for this person. Show me how to pray for them and love them as you want me to. Help me to forgive them, Lord. See how we are praying out of, not our feelings, but just out of obedience. Matthew 5, 44 says this. Jesus said, I love, but I tell you, love your enemies. And when we love our enemies, what do we do? Because we pray for the things that we love, don't we? And the people that we love. Jesus said, but I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? Love and pray for those who persecute you. Love your enemies. Look past the sin that they've committed upon you and honestly, with a genuine, clear, clean heart, want the best for them. Are you going to be somebody who's walking in obedience and praying for those people? I pray today God would go ahead and cleanse us you would be able to say, I honestly want the best, Lord. Right now, I'm not going to move in my feelings, but just in obedience. going to do as you call me to do. You know, it's my prayer today. If you need to forgive anyone, you would let the Holy Spirit help you to choose to forgive today that person. You know, we're making room for other people to make mistakes. We're choosing to forgive others. And then finally... We're going to take that next step. You know, we know that we can't forgive and choose. To for, we can't choose to forgive others. We can't do anything with forgiveness unless it comes from the Lord. Unless we get our strength from the Lord. Because we can't do it in our own strength. So we need to depend on Him. You know, uh, it was Colossians 1.19 that says, For God was pleased to have all His fullness dwell in Him, Jesus, for God was pleased to have all His fullness dwell in Jesus and through Him to reconcile to Himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through His blood shed on the cross. God reconciles all things to Himself. He brings reconciliation in your friendships, in your relationships. How? Because He died for us, His blood that was shed on the cross. Only the blood of Jesus God is going to continue to work through you. You know, a lot of times we think, what does it mean to be a Christian? What does it look like practically? Am I a do-gooder? You know, if you're thinking that's it, it's way off the point. So many people think that's it. Just going to do good. <laughs> be good. Not swear. Come to church. Is that a Christian? No. You know, forgiveness 
reconciliation. That's our ministry. 2 Corinthians 5.18 says, God has restored our relationship with Him through Christ. On the cross, right? And has given us this ministry of restoring relationships. If you are thinking, what does it mean to be a Christian? God has given each of us a ministry. In fact, each one of us are ministers, the Bible says. Look at your neighbor, tell him, I'm a minister. I'm a minister. You're a minister. You know, God is calling each of us to be ministers, and our ministry is what? Ministry of reconciliation. Restoring relationships. How are you doing, minister, in your ministry? Or is this something that's on the side burner for you as a Christian? You have been given this ministry, and it's so powerful. God has restored our relationship with Him through Christ and has given us this same ministry of restoring relationships. We're just doing what Jesus has done for us. God doesn't want us to keep it to ourselves. He wants us to take it and live it and practice it out of obedience. The last portion of the memory verse today is Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. The message translation says this. Forgive as quickly and completely as the Master has forgiven you. I like that. Quickly and completely as the Master forgave you. That's cool. Number three, forgive every time and forgive unconditionally how has the Lord forgiven us he has forgiven us every time and he has forgiven us without conditions and I am so thankful for that I don't know about you but I am so thankful because I am one who needs a lot of forgiveness forgive as the Lord has forgiven you how has he forgiven us every time without conditions Every time, without conditions. Now, Jesus, he told an awesome parable, Matthew chapter 18, 21-35. He's talking about our heart of forgiveness for others. Matthew 18, 21. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother when he sins against me? Up to seven times? But he's thinking, that's a lot. Kind of impressing Jesus right now. Sounds pretty holy. Up to seven times. <laughs> Verse 22, Jesus answered, Dude, come on. No, he says, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. Boom. What? 77 times? Like, what is he talking about? Verse 23, Therefore the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owned him 10,000 talents was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. The servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. But when that service went out, servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. He grabbed him 
and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, Be patient with me. I will pay you back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master turned him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brothers from the heart. Wow. Now, that man had been forgiven much. But he forgave he chose to forgive even a little bit, didn't he? You know, who would do such a thing? Why would somebody be so careless and reckless? You know, in those days, this story, Jesus is saying, this king had forgiven him like a million dollar debt. That was the equivalency, right? A million dollar debt. And here he is, this other guy owes him 50 bucks. He can't forgive the guy 50 bucks after he had just been forgiven a million dollar debt. And so many times, we're the same way. Do we see it? We're the same way. We have been forgiven much. Over a million dollars. God has forgiven us much. We've acted just like this guy. And we're so stingy in giving out forgiveness to others. Even for the littlest of things. Hear the words of Jesus today in this parable. May he speak to us about our hearts to forgive. A heart to forgive our mother, our father, maybe our children, maybe a friend. Any relationship. May God speak to your heart about Forgiving not just seven times, 77 times, every time. God calls us to forgive. He commands us to forgive every time unconditionally. Why? Because He's forgiven us every time unconditionally. And we're going to have a little bit of practical application here. Um, Maybe we can... um, get a little bit real like, Lord, what is going on in my heart? Is there anyone that I need to forgive today? We're going to have a little bit of a prayer time. So in your notes, if you have a pen, you can just bring out, we're going to have just a few minutes here where we're going to take some time. And we're going to have the worship team come on up. And as they play up here, I just want you to have a quiet time where you can ask the Lord, Lord, who is it that I need to forgive? You would go ahead and write their name down and you would go ahead and pray for them now. Just as the music is playing. If you don't have a pen, just pray. Pray for a pen. Maybe somebody will bring one.
Let's get real right now. Let's ask the Lord, Lord, who is it in my life that I'm holding something against? I think if we're honest, every single person would have something. If you don't, maybe you're perfect. Maybe you're all good. This is our ministry. Amen? Matthew 5 says, Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar, and there remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to them. Then come and offer your gift. There's anything that you're holding against them? Now Jesus said, Luke 23, I mean, this is what Jesus' heart is like when he was on the cross. And it's as you're writing, as you're praying, I'll just speak over you the scripture, Luke 23, this is Jesus' heart. When they came to the place called the Skull, Golgotha, they crucified him there, along with the criminals, on one on his right, the other on his left. And Jesus said, Father... Forgive them, for they know not what they do. May we have the same heart of Jesus that He has for us, continually loving us, continually praying for us, continually giving us grace instead of what we deserve. May we be extenders of His grace as well. Take this time to be honest before the Lord. for them bless them so heavenly father we come before you together as a church today And we thank you, Lord, that your word speaks to us that forgiveness is not an option. It's not a choice. It's not uh, something if we feel like it, Lord, but it really is something that you say, I choose to forgive not out of my own feelings, but, Lord, out of obedience. Let's go ahead and stand now as we close. We're going to close with a worship song. But I just want to go ahead and pray a prayer of blessing and an impartation over you. If there's anybody here has no margin in their lives that they would say, God, I need room for you to move. I need room for people to make mistakes. You just raise your hand just in prayer. Just as a sign to, before the Lord. This is like an exercise and just being open before the Lord. God, I need more room. I need more patience. I need to build in that, to bear with each other's mistakes. If there's somebody here that is 
going on feelings and say, God, I can't forgive. It's too hard that you would raise your hand. I'll pray for you. That's good. It is too hard. If there's somebody here who forgives sometimes, but not every time, forgives some things, but not everything, raise your hand. That's good. God is teaching us to be honest before Him, be transparent. So Heavenly Father, God, you see our hearts and you see our hands. And right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray that, God, you would impart us with your Holy Spirit. That you would fill us with your Spirit's power. That we would be able to say, God, I have that buffer zone. You've given me that buffer zone. God, I choose right now, not in my own power and strength, but out of obedience. Give me the power to choose to forgive. I can't do it on my own. I'm going to forgive them in my heart right now. It's a choice. I need your help. I receive your power right now to forgive. And God, I pray that you would, Holy Spirit, move so powerfully over us, Lord, that every single time somebody comes into our lives and wrongs us, we say, I forgive them right away, immediately. Whatever they do, Lord, big, the hugest thing, we would say, Jesus, you've forgiven me much. I forgive them unconditionally. We thank you so much, Lord. You can do this in every relationship in our lives. We ask for this, Lord. We receive this. In Jesus' name we pray. We all said, Amen. Amen.